0: Welcome to Movie Review Time with us. I'm Kane. that's Mike. And what we do here often is we sit around and we talk about movies and review a couple. So actually we're going to review a movie today and that movie is Being John Malkovich. I'm sure everybody would like to be a Malkovich, 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 Wouldn't you? Oh, Mike, Malkovich. Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. So we're reviewing Being John Malkovich. With us, so we hope you sit down and entertain you for the next thirty minutes and uh, or so. So, uh, Mike, what do you think about this movie being John Malkovich? It's been a while. I mean, it's a little it's, quirky one.
1: It's say. a quirky one, definitely a quirky one. And uh, honestly, I I had don't think I've seen this since the first time I saw it. And nothing against the movie, but not a movie I would say I need to see over and over again.
0: No, no, <laughs> you are you're correct on that because I've only seen this movie.
1: Twice, twice. Okay, so I might, I might even be twice as well. But I mean, it's definitely a different. I mean, it's you know, it's a a fantasy comedy drama film. Uh, It's 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 different. It's not on anybody's anybody's board on any of those actors. That kind of you know, none of those guys follow that kind of style or anything. Uh, But I mean, it's not bad. Again, it's like when I rewatched, I was like, man, why don't I rewatch it that much? I but I, I don't know it's it's one of those things but rewatching it now takes on a whole new meaning w- uh, during the rewatch uh, so it's it kind of interesting but uh, yeah, Spike Jones uh, did this one and uh, the way he discovered it was his father in law had it his father in law was part of it was a was a, a screenwriter or uh, part of a production company got a hold of it showed it showed it to his daughter and his daughter in turn showed it to him. And that's how he got to be attached to that and start doing it. And uh, but I mean, I mean, Spike Jones is just—you know—he does amazing, amazing stuff. Mm. I mean, he's had a career, you know, in music, movies. You know, he's did a lot of. He started off doing a lot of like music videos and like skateboarding videos. So, you know, he started. That's how he started off his career. So, uh, I mean, he probably most most famously, The Wolf of Wall Street, you know, would be the probably the best one.
0: Probably yeah, probably like the yeah, most mainstream ones. But people don't remember this one too much. But they they should. It's yeah. like I said, it, you got. Um, I think with most movies, you have to suspend your your disbelief a little bit when you watch films. This is clearly one of those films that you really have <laughs> to suspend your disbelief yeah. because there's some stuff that happens in here that you, you just got to yeah. take it for the context for the movie, what it is. Yeah. But you know, as I said, a chocolate.
1: Well, you look at—I mean, it's Charles Kaufman who's, who's originally who's the writer of it. He did you know adaptation, Eternal, Mind, you know, Sunshine of the Mind, Mindless. I God, let me try that again. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So, if you think of those movies in terms to this movie, yeah, they're definitely a little quirkiness to it.
0: Oh yeah, just just a little bit, not too much, but just a little bit. But um, why don't you just break it down, sir?
1: All right. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I'm going to play you guys the trailer to kind of recap of exactly what's going on, and then we'll break do some breakdowns and talk about it. So, here we go. Seven
0: and a half, right? Uh,
1: yeah. Thank you. Welcome to the seven and a half floor of the Merton Plummer Building. My name is Craig Schwartz, and I have an interview with Doctor Lester.
0: Please have a seat, Mister Juarez.
1: My name is Schwartz.
0: My name is Schwartz.
1: Which of these two letters comes first? This one or this one? The symbol on the left is not a letter, sir. Damn, you're good. Do you know that I don't even know your name or where you work? And 50 other lines to get into a girl's pants. (laughs) So, honey, you thought any more about us having a baby? I think that maybe we should just wait to see if this job thing pays off. There's a tiny door in my office, Maxine, and it takes you inside John Malkovich. There's
0: no such thing as a hole into somebody's brain.
1: Yes, there is. You see the world through John Malkovich's eyes, yes. and then after about 15 minutes,
0: that's not me, I didn't say that,
1: you're spit out into a ditch on the side of the New Jersey turnpike. It was amazing. Where the hell are we? We're Malkovich's subconscious. Do you think that it's kind of weird that John Malkovich has a portal? I mean, do you think that it might have some sort of significance?
0: What is going on? Huh? I discovered that portal. It's my hand! John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, Catherine Keener, and John Malkovich. Malkovich! Malkovich! Being John Malkovich.
1: So there it is. So you guys get get a little reminder. You can always look it up on YouTube if you want to see it. Um... But basic work following Craig Schwartz, who is an unemployed puppeteer in New York City, uh, in a uh, forlorn marriage with his pet-obsessed wife uh, Loda. Did I say no? Loda. Loda, No, Lottie. Lottie. Sorry, I remember she she kept moaning Lottie a lot. Uh, But so we find out, and Craig Schwartz is played by uh, the one and only. uh, Let me see here. Sorry, I have everything up here. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. John
0: Cusack, man. John Cusack.
1: Sorry. And also a very 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 uh differently looking Cameron Diaz plays his wife lottie yeah,
0: she looks very disheveled in this film, doesn't she?
1: yeah yeah very it reminds me a lot of um what's the one of uh, shit Ca- not Cameron. not Cameron diaz uh the other other actress where she like really like t- let herself go for the role um
0: Oh, monster uh, monster ball!
1: Oh, well, that's uh, Charlize yeah, Theron. Star- yeah. yeah, yeah. Another like when like you know, when you first look, you're like, is that is that who I think that is? So then we, uh, so then uh, and he is a struggling uh, po- puppeteer, and to the point where he like mocks other famous puppeteers. It's like there is a famous puppeteer, but in this <laughs> one there is, and like he mocks and jokingly mocks him. And uh, you know, she's like, hey, you know, you really should, you know, maybe get a job just so you feel better about yourself.
0: I did mean to what did he mock as? Like the other puppeteers are better than him. I'm I'm just curious. Did he mock? Did he mock like Stan Winston? Or no,
1: no, no. There was one puppeteer in the movie who was doing literally like a building size puppeteer or a puppet, and he was controlling it off a bridge. And he's oh. like, and he's like, he's like, oh, that's a g- oh, you're just gimmicky, man. Like, come on, come on, dude. Just <laughs> so uh, yeah, he uh he was doing that. Um, so he finds work. As a file clerk for a Dr. Lester in the Merton Flemmer building on the floor between 7th and 8th floor. Uh, And if – did you notice who the lady was that let let him into the uh, – off the the, uh, elevator? It's a famous actress right now. Octavia Spencer. Yeah, the lady. Yeah, the lady that uh, she's like. He's like looking at the buttons, and she's like going to the seventh and a half floors. He's like, yeah. She's like, hold on, and pushes the stop button. Crow, crowbars open the uh, opens the door. Yeah, that's Octavia. Yep, a cat. Um, what's her name? Shit, she, the movie she's in. Well, she was in. Uh, she was in Snowpiercer. Get on up, uh, Mama. The shack. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of somebody else. Oh, I've seen yeah. a Viola Davis. I don't know Oh no, 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 no. But yeah, no, okay. she's uh, yeah, a <laughs> Academy Award-winning uh, actress Octavia Spencer. Yeah, so she played a small bit role. You see, you see a couple of actors that you'll recognize, like you know, down the road and stuff. Uh, and then we come to find out, also, uh, we we'll find out a little bit later why the ceilings are so low because it is a half a floor, so the ceilings are actually cut in half, which makes it even funnier. Uh, he develops an attraction to one of his coworkers, Maxine Lund. Who uh, does not return his affections. When he meets her, they're actually going and in, in doing the corporate video about the building and about the company. And we come to find out the reason the half floor was the builder of the floor married a midget. And he <laughs> made it so that the midgets would have a normal place to be.
0: Between the seven. And,
1: and, and yeah, yeah. And, and as he called it, I, I will have a place for you and your damned folks to live <laughs> and stay. So hence the reason that there is a seventh and a half floor.
0: Four. <laughs> uh, it's not as
1: fun as nine and three quarters in Harry Potter, but it was still pretty fun. So <laughs> uh, now, uh, while f- uh, while filing, Craig discovers a small hidden door. He's uh, he's he's got these magic fingers when he files because of the puppeteering. His fingers can go really quick. So they're you know they 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 give him a you know a filing job, and he drops a file down behind a bunch of other file cabinets. He moves it out and discovers a hidden doorway. And uh, he crawls through it into a tunnel and finds him inside the mind of the actor, John Malkovich. Now, originally, uh, John had been pitched this several times and he always thought it was fun. But he's like, I don't know if anybody would really care about this. Uh, and, uh, and and uh, Spike Jones actually claimed in an interview that when he was shopping the screenplay around to Hollywood, at least one specific – Producer and he will not name that person asked if he could possibly do a rewrite for the film as being Tom Cruise
0: mm. and
1: Mal- and John Malkovich himself suggested that Jones yo know, cast Cruise as well inside Tom Cruise yeah <laughs> <Which> I think that <laughs> really would wild you yeah. like him doing like the the airplane scenes like
0: ah, what am I doing out here but I don't think him being tossed in New Jersey would have
1: worked though I don't know I think he would have he I, I don't know if he's like, you know, really loved New Jersey so. Uh, so, actually, who it was it was not it was uh Charlie Kaufman sent the screenplay to Francis Ford Coppola after he wrote it. Coppola liked it very much and showed it to his daughter 's husband who is spike jones that 's where the that 's where Uh-oh. the connection yeah, so I knew Coppola was involved somehow, but that was how it that, that was how they were how they were connected gotcha. uh, Now Malkovich did say he took this role on like he takes every other role, and he sort of studied himself. You know, kind of almost did an introspective look at yourself of what do I do, how do I do it, and really the only thing that really he changed was his wardrobe styling. You know, through the movie, it's not really that—that's not him lounging around with with oddly enough white socks on a on a on a chase lounge, so. So, uh, so, but after about 15 minutes of Craig being inside of John Malkovich and seeing it, he is ejected, landing on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike. I can't oh, think yeah, of like any that, place better.
0: I love that. Posture. I don't like that subplot. I posture. know. You're, you're a little I, sensitive. I'm a little sensitive about that. Why does it got to be New Jersey? Why on the side of the road in New Jersey? That's my issue. Like, come on. Whatever. What better place? I could have been like
1: freaking uh, Pensil- Philadelphia. There, that's a trashy place. Go there. Why got to be New Jersey? So. Well, they're in New York, and it's close enough. So, so he tells Maxine, the girl he's got the you know the hots for, uh, and she realizes that she can sell the experience for a profit. But it's, what's funny is at the beginning she doesn't know who John Malkovich is, uh, and uh, and it kind of like there's a there's a repeated joke in there. It's like when. Craig is inside of Malkovich. He's he's inside of him during a taxi ride, and the taxi driver keeps going. Oh, I know you, man. You're a uh, you're a uh, John uh, John uh, Westbrook. Westbrook, you, you were in that movie. No, no, that wasn't me. No, no, Malkovich. And oh, you were in that movie with the uh, with the jewel thief. I've never been a in a movie with a jewel. thief. Know, a jewel thief yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I think it's funny
0: when he starts rattling off those character names because I think later on. He does become a jewel thief in a movie like. He absolutely. does. I think
1: he does. Yeah. Years <laughs> later, it's like, it's a couple of years later, but it's it's kind of funny. Like a lot of the foreshadowing that happens. But. Well, I mean, if you think back, I think with uh, uh, was it Red? I think you know he kind of fell into that kind of like that. That's oh my a- God! <laughs>
0: we will do Red one of yeah, these
1: days. Well, that's, but- that's one of our comic book oh, movies oh, we need when we get back to doing comic book movies. Uh, so then Maxine, who by the way Maxine is played by Catherine Keener, gorgeous. By the way, she's looking gorgeous in that. So, uh, so she figures out we can make a profit off of this. Of course. Uh, so now, after he gets he gets home, he's all excited about it. He starts telling his wife, "Hey, listen, I'm going to have to start staying late, um, you know, at this new job I have, and we're we're going to make extra money so we can get our lives back on track because they're stuck in this shabby, rundown apartment with literally paper thin walls." And she brings her job home with her. She's a pet. She's like he like we said before, she's pet obsessed, and she works at a pet store. And so she brings. She's got a monkey. She's got birds, and you know. So they're not living in the best place. And of course, she's kind of wanting to have a a family. Uh, So he explains to her all about it and what this is. And so Lottie enters the portal and becomes obsessed uh, with the experience of being John Malkovich. She why she gets obsessed with him is she jumps into his body when he's mid shower. So this enters into a different, an interesting. Thing because this is probably the first time I can re- I can remember, other than maybe more in a joking terms of mm-hmm. transgender being talked about in movies. Uh, because this is at this one, experience- of, the, one of the first times that yeah. they actually,
0: uh, I think it was referenced in a couple other films, but it was never.
1: Well, I think I think this was post um, crying Game. And I, you know, the other times I think it was you know referenced jokingly. I can, one I can think of is like Crocodile Dundee, uh, yeah. when, you know, when he meets meets the the old lady and you know, he, oh you know, he's God. like check it, check it, and he you know does the croc check and oh okay, he does the croc check, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but
1: this is the first time, you know, that, that this sort of awakens her transgender identity, and that's when I was talking to you off in the green screen. I was like, or even at the beginning, I was like, man, this hits something that could be represented today. Mm-hmm. that you know this drives her to be different she's like i now i know and she walked got out of there she's sitting in the car and she's like oh my god now i know everything about me who i want to be and what i should be and that's that's what i want to be and of course you know
0: oh, craig you an yeah an awakening that happens to yeah know. it's interesting her journey that yeah film, like it's i mean keep going i'm sorry I'm just, well no no
1: i know i agree with you i think it's something and it, it's something i think that I don't know if it's like addressed or, or put into the transgender community as much, but this movie does sort of represent it. It doesn't take it to the, its fullest extent, which I think if they tried oh. to redo this, I think they could take it to the fullest extent and make it a really interesting, you know, pro movie for that. So, uh, she and Craig visit Dr. Lester's home, who is the owner of the building and the, and the old man that owns the business. Uh, nice nice old man. He's got a kooky, kooky little uh, secretary there at the front. Uh, apparently she has a hearing disorder who she equates that he's got a speech impediment and she just can't hear worth crap. <laughs> so uh, so she, uh, she and Craig visit, like I said, Dr. Lester's home where uh, Lottie finds a room filled with Malkovich memorabilia. And that's when we kind of like – you kind of perk your ear up at that moment like, OK, what's going on? So Maxine arranges a date with Malkovich, why he is inhabited by Lottie because they start to have a – you start to see an attraction with them. There's a there's a dinner scene later on where it's Maxine, Craig and Lottie and they're at the, at the Craig and Lottie's home and they're having dinner and afterwards they're sitting down on the couch talking and they like instantaneously, they both jump. Maxine. And she pushes them both off and she's like, No, I don't I, I don't don't want to be with you, Craig. And Lottie, I'm falling for you, but not you. I'm falling for you as the man.
0: man and again, yeah.
1: you know, another representation of that transgender that I love you but not in that body be you know, I want it in another body. So like I was saying, Maxine excuse me, Maxine arranges a date with with Malkovich. While he is being uh, inhabited by Lottie, and they become smitten, or she becomes smitten with Maxine. Uh, She recuperates as well, or reciprocates, sorry, but only when Lottie is inside of Malkovich. Maxine uh, manipulates him into having sex with her while Lottie is in his mind. Really, one of the kinkiest scenes I think I've seen. One of the
0: freakiest scenes in the film. Like, what is it? Because you kind of figured it was going to happen. Like, they were leading that way, it was going to happen. But the way they did it, it's just like, whoa, okay. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of things you got to watch this movie. You really have to take yourself out of it and watch it, and just, whoa, what's going
1: on here? Uh-huh. Like, it's not Lynchy, but it's,
0: it's, it's, there. It's, it's there. It's there. It's, yeah, there. it's, so, it's oh, oh. there. Yeah,
1: it, it's borderline. But again, when you look at what else you know, Kaufman has written. You know, adaptation. You know, Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. That's a you look that's at another those kind, one.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can't wait till we do that one. A couple, maybe who knows? But uh, that's another one. That's a, it's a good one. That's just, it's out there. But it's, but it has a, it has a story in there too. This is what I like about films like this. They can be quirky, but they have a message in there.
1: Yeah, you have these very, you have these three broken people in a way. And I, and, I, and when I say that, I, I'm not saying Lottie's broken because she wants to be transgender, but she's broken in her mind because she's not. What she wants to be, you know, and she, and it'll complete herself and fix herself if she does that. And then, kind of in the same way, Maxine's broken. She's a very manipulative little bitch. And, but she's falling in love with this kind of pure hearted person and Lottie. And then Craig's all sorts of messed up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because after he finds out everything that's been going on, Craig basically forsakes both women, locks Lottie in a cage, and forces her to set up. Another tryst with Maxine, so he like takes the tape off and then uh, yeah. and then and but during the time that she is locked in the cage, uh, her monkey uh, Isaiah, uh, who, who seems to have a flashback moment of when him and his parents were captured, uh, <laughs> which was so which was kind great. of an interesting thing. I know it was sort of a throwback to something uh, something Craig had said to Isaiah earlier in the movie. They were sitting on the couch together, the monkey and, and Craig. And Craig's made the comment. I, I, I you, I'm. You're lucky because you don't have a, an awareness or a conscience to, to hold you back and make you think about these things. And then you come to find out. Well, he kind of does. Mm. You know, he kind of does have that that uh, that in them. And so he remembers. You know, his parents being tied up, and then he untied his mother, who is you know, Lottie. So, uh, so he decides that he's going to inhabit uh, Malkovich instead, and discovers that, but because of his puppeteering skills, it allows him some control over Malkovich. Uh, that's when we, you know, he's talking to himself. Uh, uh, what do you say? Right, right hand, left boob. Right hand, left boob. And he, he you know, Malkovich. And then, <laughs> and then he starts talking, and you know, halfway through sex, and, and Malkovich is like, "I didn't say that. Who said that? Get out!" You know. Like, Get out of my – and then, uh, so uh, disturbed by his loss of control during during the during sex, uh, Malkovich confides in one of his friends, Charlie Sheen, who he's playing Charlie Sheen. Sorry, I mean he. I I, I don't know what folks feel about him. Look, uh, I
0: know you guys can't use on camera, but I'm a Charlie Sheen fan. Yeah, I have no qualms about dude. Yes, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, he's.
1: I, Every time I've seen him in a movie or a television show, just playing himself, it's him. Uh, really? it's, it's basically the Two and a Half Men character. It's Charlie, and you know, in Two and a Half Men. I love. Oh my god, Two and a Half Men. So uh, it's it's great because Charlie's like, so so what's happening? Man, that's kinky. And and what? And you lose control, and you, you you don't you don't you don't say that. And man, that girl must be great. That's it's it's great to see him. And he's like, he's like, were you messed up? No. Well, that's even better. <laughs> it's better, yeah. Better. Okay, like well, keep going. He's like, "We, well, you, you guys, Charles, you don't understand." Like, yeah, I understand. So, uh, so Malkovich becomes suspicious of Maxine, uh, and he follows her to the office where she and Craig charge customers to use the portal. So they're spending, I think, I think it's like two hundred bucks to be John Malkovich for fifteen minutes. They set up.
0: So freaking weird how he set that shit up, eh. man. That's like, I go a weird thing like that happens, and you're gonna like you're gonna. Typical. I don't want to say typical society, but like, come on, you gotta, you know, I gotta make a buck off this. You know what? I mean, people are not gonna pay two hundred bucks and go in my head. I don't want them to go in my head. You, they'd be afraid to go in there. You'd never come out. I and mean, good, good lord, what's up in there? But um, I, I just think that was kind of funny. The little handmade side, like two hundred bucks to go in the mouth.
1: <laughs> so, so uh, by uh, by entering it, and Malkovich uh, finds himself in a world. So Malkovich decides he's like, you know, I'm going into my own head, and it's probably one of the coolest scenes is there's that pause where craig's like what what's it like if a man enters his own consciousness oh and then maxine yeah. makes that comment who cares i mean who cares you know and just like she just accepts it like she she is very just like nonchalant just cold-hearted this just, you know manipulative is the just best a, way yeah just a bit dude let's try that bitch yeah wow like like i, I wish she you well. Know. Keep going. So then, then we come to the the famous scene, the great scene where he pops himself and he goes into his own head, and he is now in his mind at a cafe where everybody is him. Girl, all those girls are have his heads on it. Children have his heads on it, and no other word exists but Malkovich.
0: Malkovich, Malkovich,
1: Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Even, Malkovich. even in the menus, the food, all, all, the, all the foods are Malkovich. And Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. It's so great. I mean just imagine the wackiness of going to work on a – in a movie and your lines are just to say your real last name repeatedly but in different phrasings and in different characters and you know, Malkovich –
0: Malkovich. No. Yeah, it's just Malkovich. Malkovich, And dude, the best part is when he actually gets out of his mind and he's I forgot who he talks to. He's like, That is the most frightening thing I have ever seen yeah. in my life. I'm never going back in yeah. there.
1: So yeah, he shows up on the on the New Jersey Turnpike again. Um Craig picks him up. And I think probably one of the funnier scenes, I don't know what the guy says, but some guy drives back, Malkovich, and he just chucks a can into his head. Yeah, hey <laughs> It was like Ooh. Screw you! I don't know what he said, but he just chucked it. So, so, uh, so we find out that you know that you know, he's um some uh, let's see here. After he is ejected, he demands that Craig closes the portal, but Craig refuses. Lottie is freed by her pet chimps that we we talked about, and warns Maxine that Craig is inhabiting Malkovich. But Maxine is more attracted to Craig's ability to control him. So we learn that he's been con- he's been jumping into Malkovich's head more and more and more. To the point where he's really learning to control him every time, more control, more in control. And again, shows more of what Maxine is, is this really strange, manipulative woman. Uh, so Lottie decides to confront Dr. Lester, who reveals to her, in fact, that he is Captain Merton, uh, to having discovered the portal to a vessel body in the late 1800s. This is where it kind of takes the sci-fi twist, other than the you know jumping into somebody's mind, but – but uh that he erected the myrtle flemmer building to conceal it and he has obtained immortality by moving from one body to the next Money. once it becomes ripe at the at the host's birthday of the 44th birthday it's a very strange year that's where we come, this becomes like a twilight zone episode yeah, yeah yeah so you're allowed to possess it but you're only allowed to possess it for 15 minutes but once if you can get into the body on by midnight of the of that person's 44th birthday you can now possess it uh, so he has entered the uh, portal uh he if he enters the portal past midnight uh of the on that mind uh Lester and the group of friends can or are planning to let me try that one more time if they uh enter the portal past midnight on that day he will instead be trapped in the next born vessel mm-hmm. uh so on uh, and then helpless inside the new host basically you know trapped you're watching the the host control the body and you're just stuck there. You're, stuck there, you're yeah. just in like a, this, watching this person's life in the back of their mind, which is another whole, another weird thing to think of. A like, you know, if this is real or if this could be happening, is somebody watching your life? You know, as you're as you're doing it and. Doing the weird things you do in the dark by yourself? I mean nobody wants to see that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Nobody needs to see that. No, no. So Lester and a group of his friends plan to occupy Malkovich uh, once he turns 44 and Lottie warns them that Craig is taking control. Now, my thing, I don't remember the answer that they gave, but did they give an answer as to what – like how can they all take over the mind? Like are they taking turns or – uh, they, they said something in
0: the exposition. Did they? Okay. I, w- I still don't get it. Um, yeah, that part is still a little foggy to me. Like I said, I've only seen it twice and I had
1: I probably have to rewatch
0: it and then just actually slow it down. And yeah. well, I was
1: trying to find like the last, the last, I, I thought
0: it was like one mind can only occupy for a certain amount of, I don't know.
1: It's just yeah. like an a couple minds. I, I, it just, yeah, it was just very weird. Uh, so, but then Craig discovers that he can occupy Malkovich indefinitely by controlling him, uh, in, uh, hi- inhibiting him over the next eight months. So, which was kind of weird. Everything that took place, all the flashbacks, and everything we saw was like within an eight month period. It was very strange because of him and the way his hair grew. Yeah, I was like, I was like, your hair doesn't grow that quick in eight months. I mean, he went from Malkovich being you know buzz cut to you know shoulder length long hair, and it was it was, it was really weird. And all the things that he accomplished. So, uh, but he makes uh, Malkovich into a world class puppeteer. Marries Maxine, who has become pregnant. Uh, now, on Malkovich's true forty fourth birthday, uh, Lester and Lottie kidnap Maxine, and uh, at this point, a really weird thing happens is. Is Craig is inside of Malkovich's mind, but Lottie and Maxine jump into Malkovich's head, and instead of doing what said would happen, like he would, they would be stuck in this infancy thing. They travel through his memory as as Lottie's trying to track Maxine down to kill her.
0: Yeah, Maxine.
1: And um, so uh, they call to demand that Craig leave Malkovich, or they'll kill. Maxine, but at this point they don't have Maxine. She's already escaped and is being you know, tracked down by Lottie. Um, but he hangs up, and uh, but but in desperation, Lottie attempts to shoot Maxine, who escapes the portal. Uh, Lottie pursues her through Malkovich's subconscious, like we talked about. And but before they are uh, before they are ejected, Maxine confesses that she kept her unborn child because it was conceived while Lottie was inside of Malkovich, and they had sex. So they feel that this is. Maxine's and Lottie's child, not Malkovich's, even though the, you know, the DNA and the whole thing. So the women cement their love for each other. Finally, they they finally come to terms with it. Craig, believing Maxine is in danger, leaves Malkovich's mind, allowing Lester and his friends to enter. Uh, discovering that Maxine was has discarded him for Lottie, Craig swears to re-enter. The, the portal and take uh malkovich's mind now at this point he doesn't know he didn't he wasn't around for that exposition we talked about
0: no no oh, he wasn't. Yeah,
1: only lottie and and uh in the doctor so he doesn't under- know what he's getting ready to step into uh so he jumps into the mine that's the last thing we see the uh, movie jumps seven years later an elderly malkovich now a uh, syst- uh now a is system hold on is it a system? A system? It says yeah, now it's system that doesn't look right. Sorry, that looks like a typo. Hold on,
0: typo. Hello,
1: you got it. Oh, sorry, and it's now now in a multiplicity. That's what it is. Sorry, it was a miss. Yeah, it was a mistype. Uh, a ph- phenomenon where identity disturbance. It kind of like he's able to, like you were talking about, trading the trading the personalities. Uh, he tells Sheen about their plan to extend their life via a portal. Uh Charlie seems to have aged a lot in those seven years. <laughs> I don't know if you notice or not. It, again, the, the inconsistency, I guess you could kind of say the plot holes of these things really jump a lot because um, Malkovich didn't look. I mean he was 44 when they, they took him over. But by the time he the jump ahead seven years, which would be 51, he really – he shouldn't have aged that much and neither should have Charlie yeah. Sheen
0: gotta suspend your belief when you watch this and it's yeah there's television. a lot of, yeah
1: yeah and, and at this point we don't know about charlie sheen and the tiger blood so you just have to no this is pretty yeah, this is pretty tiger blood so i maybe he hadn't taken it and that's why he looks older but i mean that looks a lot older i mean i'm i'm not that far away from there and i look nowhere near that old no no, no. so i'm like i don't i'm not quite sure about it but he tells charlie sheen about this extended life out um via the portal which you know they're now waiting for the next person uh, which now leads to the mind of Emily Ooh. who uh, who is Maxine's daughter uh, and Craig is and we find out Craig is permanently trapped inside forced to watch Lottie and Maxine live happily ever after yeah which is a kind of definitely that's- definitely there you talked about a, a uh, Twilight Zone ending you want that's a straight up Twilight Zone ending if I've ever saw one
0: time. I was like whoa okay
1: what do they borrow this trope from? So. Yeah, hey, yeah, sometimes sometimes tropes are good because they they consistently will hit. And
0: mix them in the right places, and you mm-hmm. put them in the, in the accurate faces of the film. Then yes, they work. Yeah. And
1: in this instance, is, it did work. I was like, oh, okay. Then yeah. Uh, now my now my question is, I I thought Emily was the next body, and those people can't be alive and for until she reaches forty four. That, that again, another. There's a lot of plot holes. Through the movie, you just kind of gotta accept, move on, and it's more—it's more about the journey, you know—to to to the end of of you know finding out what really happened. You know, Craig, who really you know started this off all by you know not being loyal to his wife and trying to do something with somebody else. And yep, and this is
0: what happens: your disloyalty—it'll always come back to you. But um, still a great film. Like I said, for a lot of the scenes and. Story, you got to suspend your belief. The thing with the kid, I would agree. Like, what happened to those people? Are they still around? Are they are they inside Emily's head? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's but, the one. Yeah, I, I watched I, I watched well, it, but play. I don't remember the oh, I don't I don't remember that exposition about you know who they are, what they are. Are they like in taking turns? But when you look at Malkovich, somehow Malkovich is no longer bald, and he's now starting to look like Doctor Doctor Fester. Yeah, that's or Doctor Lester. Yeah, so it's it's really weird. I was like, so how did he grow hair? and Now he's starting to part his hair the same and. A lot of things. Uh, then, of course, we meet you know his wife, uh, the, you know a, a woman that's in there as, that's his wife.
0: Is that really his wife or just a man? I don't
1: know who that was. I'm looking through the the, the cast list, and I oh, don't see don't, anybody. that – The name of the person that played her.
0: Sometime. I don't know, but uh.
1: But yeah, like I said, yeah, very interesting movie. Uh, definitely transgender, and and again, uh, it's one of those movies that we can look back at now and say so, you know that's something that could be replayed now that should be brought back out into the screens you may you know bring that back as a as something that transgender folks can look up to and say hey you know there is something out there that and right. kind of represented granted they didn't com- they didn't follow through i thought you know, i was like if you're going to make this kind of statement you best follow through all the way you know well, you, you look at crying game they, they they went all you know
0: full they went full Hot dog on that one. So let's just um, if you're gonna do that, go yeah. all the way. Yeah, don't,
1: yeah don't, don't pussyfoot around it. Just go.
0: but um, interesting film. Even to this day, if I had to give it straight jackets, I'm gonna give it three out of five straight jackets. It's it's a movie you can only watch once, maybe twice during a different couple year period. But like watching it a couple times, you you don't, don't want to watch. It. This is not like a rewatchability in this film. But no,
1: not not really.
0: But it's like one. It's like an. It's like a good discussion movie. You watch it with your friends once at you know you're home, have a couple beers, hanging out. Then you you just oh, what's that? Oh, what do you think about this? Like it's a discussion film. That's always said, and discussion films are always good. This is definitely one of those. And um, watch it just for the because there's. I'm sure people have heard about what it is, but it's one of those films you just got to watch. Experience. You can hear it from us. Yes, take our opinions. Yes. But watch it. Just do yourself a favor and watch it, and you know you'll see what it's, all the fuss is about. I guess I would say.
1: And, and it, it is kind of funny. Malkovich's performance in being John Malkovich is ranked number ninety in Premiere's hundred greatest movie characters of all time. He couldn't <laughs> even make number one playing himself. <laughs> what is that saying? Like yeah. he's almost dead last
0: playing himself.
1: <laughs> I have heard stories of folks going in to, uh, to do. A show, like a stand-up comedians are known for doing this where they'll, they'll uh, a, um, a network will, will buy their stand-up act and turn it turn it into their you know and turn it into a sitcom. If you really look at it, a lot of stand-up comedians, Roseanne, Ray Romano, Chris Rock, a lot of their their, their storylines that are in their stand-up act are what's part of their show.
0: Um, sitcoms yeah roseanne was like yep. that
1: um like i said roseanne you know uh, uh Kowski, ray,
0: unfortunately he was one ray romano was yeah. one of them
1: yeah like all like they've yeah. all done it um and you know you even look at uh, like you know um, home improvement you know tim allen that's what it's, it's, tim it's allen that's just that's yeah. it that's, stand-up yeah, that's, uh, that's and it yeah uh it was funny I was i was it was a. Uh, I think it was an interview with um oh shoot uh Louis Black, and he was talking about that their uh, network had bought, wanted to you know license a, a show based off of his standup act, and it's a very, very angry, very, very you know political act. He had to audition to play himself. No. <laughs> so when you, know, you hear things like that about you know Malkovich getting the not, the best character and being only ranked ninety playing himself so it's kind of like those weird surreal Hollywood things. It's like, how, how can you not? So I'm only ninety percent good, you know, on my own. So what are I you uh, saying, uh, Like you don't like this John Malkovich. Channel? Yeah, he's, a, he's an ass. Malkovich, Malkovich. So, guys, <laughs> all right. Well, that is the being John Malkovich. So, hopefully, you guys, if you guys liked it, let us know. If you guys got any movies that we were reviewing or anything else you want us to review, let us know. We are doing decades right now. We're almost wrap. We're close to wrapping it up. I think we got two more months, and then we're going to go into some uh, funky. Uh, Funky funky stuff, stuff. yeah. Yeah. We're gonna do. I know we've got a Batman month. We've got James Bond month coming up. We've also got our horror fest for
0: October. Well, which has not been finalized yet, by
1: the way. Yeah, yeah, we're still working on that one. But yeah, they got six months for that. Uh, You know, so we got some definitely some got some fun stuff. So if there's anything you guys may want us to sprinkle in something, you know, for fun, just give us a holler. Uh, I know we talked about it and I still have to want to kind of finalize an idea with you about doing the new Justice League uh, we also have a Godzilla versus King Kong coming out so there might be like maybe reviews on those since they're going to be newer ones um, so maybe you know, check those out and see Yes, you're
0: true. And if you want to check us out, check us out the Twitter page at the HeroSum underscore or HeroSum underscore podcast at Twitter and Instagram at the HeroSum. Sorry, I'm a little bit like, confused. I'm, like the other pages going on. I have logos and chair shots in my head. Check us out there. And as always, from Mike to me to you, Anthony